Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ to be glorified ministries and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. That God has tasked us with bringing a message of the kingdom. Amen. Jesus is Lord. It's what we proclaim. Amen. But Jesus being Lord makes makes all the difference. Amen. And so you have to respond to the fact that Jesus is Lord and allow him to be Lord, not just to save you and to, to get you to heaven. That's, that's the main part, but you have a life to live here while you're on this earth. Amen. And so you have to respond to the fact that Jesus is Lord in your life here on this earth. Amen. So we want to start today in the 23rd Psalms, the 23rd Psalms. Psalms 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So this is one of the most popular psalms. You know, many people who grew up in church memorize uh, this psalm, amen, as as just part of their um, being there at the church, Sunday school classes and things like that. That, that we put this psalms to memory, amen. But one of the things, the main thing that I want you to see about this psalm, it shows the relationship between the good shepherd and the sheep, amen. Remember, we are people, amen. We don't necessarily have to act like sheep, yet that is what God has called us to do, amen. We have... Free will, amen. The, the, we have a soul. With the soul, we choose whether we will walk with God or not walk with God. So this psalm shows relationship, amen. And so in relationship, every um, participant has a part, amen. So we see the relationship between the sheep and the shepherd, amen. And we see all the blessing and benefit 
that comes into the sheep's life because of their yieldedness to the relationship. Amen. This is the way it is with God. Amen. That a lot of times people don't know the requirements of a relationship and they miss out on the benefits of that relationship. Amen. That even in the natural, we think about the relationship between the employer and the employee. Their benefits, amen, to the employee. You know, with many jobs that you go through orientation and they tell you what your benefit package is. You get, you know, a brochure of the benefits that you get as, as being a worker on that job, amen. And so you don't do what you, you just want to do. You do what is required of the job. And if you do what's required of the job, then you hopefully you can, you know, maintain your employment and, and get the benefits. Amen. Whether it is, you know, your salary, that's a benefit. Amen. Praise be to God. You know, people count the um, insurance and medical and dental and vision. They count it as benefits, you know, vacations and being able to take off, you know, for funerals and things like that. That's part of your benefit package, but it comes in relationship. If you opt out of relationship with your employer, you cannot hope to get the benefits that come with being an, an employee. Now, with the church, believers, children of God, many times we are unaware of obligations and requirements, amen, to walk in relationship with the Lord. Most people speak in terms of, you know, God is good and he does this good for me and that good for me, you know, and then people have a tendency to be disappointed when things don't happen the way that they want it to, amen. Sometimes they have the audacity to blame God, amen. But God's word is true. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me, amen. Everything good as the sheep walk in relationship with the, the good shepherd, Jesus says, I am I'm the good shepherd. Amen. And so I said all that to say this. God is good. Amen. All the time. That's that is who he is. And that is who he is to us. Amen. But God is also a God of purpose. Amen. God is a God of design. Amen. God is a God of purpose, amen. So everything is ordered by the Lord. Everything is put in proper place. Everything is brought into a place of beauty, amen. So as we yield unto the Lord, we are beautiful. As we praise the Lord, we are beautiful. The Bible says praise is comely to the upright. You, you, you look beautiful. Amen. And so that's who God is. He, he brings us into that place. Amen. And so 
I want to start with um, where we were um, preaching and teaching out of a passage this past Thursday. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. Chapter 24, verses 30 through 34. Amen. The Lord um, reminded me. Amen. He says that there was so much more. You know, we, we generally have about an hour to teach. Amen. And he said there was uh, so much more that was left unsaid. And he wanted me to revisit this, this passage, amen. And so in obedience to the Lord, that's, that's what I'm attempting to do in Proverbs. Chapter 24. And looking at verse 30 through 34. It says, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. Amen. So the King James says slothful. Um, the New King James says lazy. Um, lazy concerning work, but not just work. Lazy concerning God's work. Amen. So we, we're supposed to be participating in the work of God. Amen. They asked Jesus, how may we work the works of God? He says, by believing the one whom God has sent. In other words, God sent Jesus from heaven. We enter into that rest by being yoked with Jesus. Amen. Come unto me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Amen. For my burden is easy. My yoke is light. He says, to learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in spirit. Amen. That's Matthew chapter 11, somewhere around verses 25, 26. In that range, Jesus says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. For those who are laboring under a burden and those that are yoked, what is he talking about? That burden of the world and the yoke which is of the world. Amen. You're either working for God or you are working for the world. And if you're working for the world, you're under a burden because you have not entered into the rest. And you're yoked to the world to do what the devil essentially wants you to do. You're tied to a system and a kingdom which invests in self and the things that are of the world rather than the things of God. Amen. So I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. So the person does, did not understand. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles its stone was broken down. Amen. Its stone wall was broken down. And when I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. So here's the picture. It says, there it was, 
that it was overgrown. So the picture is being overgrown with weeds and being overgrown with thorns and nettles, types of thorns, amen, which represent the curse, amen. And it was a teachable moment, so to speak. It was something to be considered. The Bible says that the wall was broken down or its protection was broken down uh, to keep out animals and, and things like that from uh, eating. If anything worse to have grown, that the walls would keep out the pests and animals and, and protect that garden. So the protection was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well, and I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. And I said that this verse is, is given to teach the Christians, believers, not to be lazy, but to be a people of enterprise and, 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 and work so you won't enter into poverty. But the Lord showed me a deeper thing. He says, poverty, that you, you are in poverty if you do not have fruit unto God. Amen. You, you, your poverty is not having rewards in heaven. Your poverty is not having fruit toward the Lord. Amen. So it doesn't matter how much money you have, you could be a person who is spiritually poor. Amen. That's what Paul told the rich people in, in Timothy, one, either one or two, he says that you rich people, be careful that you be rich toward God. Amen. In other words, it would be possible to be rich and yet not to be rich toward God over and over and over in the scripture. If anyone wants to consider and ponder and look at the truth, it says where your heart is, that is where your treasure will be. Amen. It says, don't lay up for yourself treasures upon this earth where moth and rust, amen, are upon and thieves break through and, and steal, but lay up for yourself treasure in heaven, amen, where there's not moth or rust, amen. In other words, not corruption. If it's laid up in heaven, if, if your reward is in heaven, amen, if, if you have an account in heaven that you are working for God. We talked about relationship. Your relationship is that you work for God. Amen. To, period. <laughs> As they say, full stop. Amen. So whether you are in the ministry or whether you have a secular job, it is for the Lord. So I went by to the person who was lazy in the work of God. They were not doing the work of God and devoid of understanding. They did not understand that they were working for the Lord out of relationship, out of covenant, out of a love relationship. They did not understand. And so they responded. They, they would respond incorrectly. Amen. And so spiritually speaking, this person's endeavors, amen, were 
overgrown with thorns. It represents the corruption which is of the world. Amen. The wall was broken down out of covenant relationship with the Lord. You know, that, that, that wall, amen. With Job, it was a hedge of protection. A, a covenant wall. Out of covenant relationship with the Lord, between you and the Lord, the Lord will protect you. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. The covering of the shadow. Amen. The presence of the Lord. Amen. We should live, or, or let me say it this way. We should purpose to live so close to God that God is seen to be with us, amen. And so the favor of the Lord rests upon us and people are careful how they deal with us. And if they deal with us in a wrong way, that, that God through the shadow, that covenant relationship would visit them, knock at their door, so to speak, amen. So ay ay ay, that they would learn to fear the Lord, amen. But unfortunately, amen, the, the, the spirit of the world can rest upon you where there is no fear of God when you walk into a room or walk into someone's presence. Amen. They don't sense the presence of God. You're not carrying the presence of God from being in his presence and regarding the holy things. Amen. The, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding. Amen. Who is Jesus? Some translations say, and knowledge of the holy one. So knowledge of the holy is understanding. To, to, did you know it is not even in many people to regard a thing as holy? Amen. There's nothing holy in their life. There's nothing holy to them. And yet the Bible says you're supposed to receive the knowledge of the holy. Amen. And make a distinction between what is holy and what is common. Amen. So I said that that overgrown vineyard, amen, that overgrown field, the overgrown vineyard represented a lost generation. In other words, that that vineyard belongs to God. Amen. All through the scripture we see it's God's vineyard. Amen. All the parables, parables about a vineyard. Amen. That God would lease out to man and that he would return for his fruit. Amen. So even though God gave you the vineyard as your inheritance, it is how you dealt, how you stewarded it, hallelujah, how, how you relate it to God according to what God gives you. Now, everything God gives you is so that you would give him an offering, <laughs> amen. Everything that God gives you is so that you would give him an offering. But the, the thing is, many people don't know what God has given. Amen. They may give lip service and say, you know, what can I say, you know, but this business, you know, is, is the blessing of the Lord. Amen. 
but you would show, amen, whether you actually believe that was the blessing of the Lord, because you would have to give it back to God. It would be required of you, amen, to give offerings unto God from the things that God has, has given unto you. So I said that the overrun um, field, overgrown field with, with, with thorns and nettles and the walls torn down represented a lost generation. That means that the fruit of it was supposed to be godly seed, amen, back unto the Lord. You're required to give godly seed unto the Lord. So that a lost generation, amen, a lost harvest, if it's, if it's overrun, amen, then it's not fruitful in that season. We don't even know how many seasons it was overrun, amen. So it is a lost generation. It is a lost harvest. Also, think about it, man. Everybody wants stuff and things. If God has given you something, it is an opportunity, amen, and an opportunity to increase, an opportunity to be, to be blessed, an opportunity for thankfulness. You, you're not praising the, the Lord if you're not using what God has given you. Surely you're not being thankful and praising the Lord because you did not regard it, amen, and you let it get overgrown. Amen. So turn with me to Isaiah chapter 5. Amen. I want to, to lay out a thing foundationally. Amen. Because we operate, we live, and we pray. Amen. We engage God, but a lot of times we don't relate to God because we do not have the proper understanding. Amen. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But that, that understanding of the ways of God. You're not like Moses. Moses knew the ways of God. Amen. And so it would take some time to invest in knowing the Lord and how he operates. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 5, beginning with Verse one through four, it says, now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. So singing unto the Lord regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. Fruitful hill is Zion. It's Zion will produce, amen. Zion is the, the mount of God, the hill of God, the highest point, amen, the place at true north, so to speak, looking upward, amen. So Zion is that fruitful hill. And then on the earth, Zion is God's people, amen, and the church, amen. It says, my well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill, and he dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine, the best vine. That is actually representing Jesus. Jesus is the first fruit, those raised from the dead. He is the choice 
<laughs> seed. The Bible says we're born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God. And so he gave you Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what more? What more could he do? <laughs> Amen. Jesus laid down his life for us. Amen. It says he planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst. He also made a wine press in it. So you can press out the grapes, amen, to, to get the, the new wine, that which represents gladness, amen, the fruit that belongs to God, amen. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. Now, wild grapes represents the spirit of the world. So God expects you that the fruit to be of the spirit or the Holy Spirit. Now, this is going to be a theme. If I can get to it in this message, it is, it is the Holy Spirit, which causes you to be faithful to God. It is the Holy Spirit, which causes you to be loyal to the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that produces fruit in your life that looks like the Lord, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, meekness, self-control, amen. It is the Holy Spirit who desires, we use the word control, but I speak as unto man, for you to be filled and influenced by the Holy Spirit that you can let go and let the Holy Spirit move you like the wind, amen, moves a thing or the currents of, of water move a thing. Amen. The Bible says the wind blows where it wants to. So it is God's will. You are yielded to God's will. And so you may speak some things that you may would not do in your own mind. Amen. Being filled with spirit. Amen. That being praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in the Holy Ghost, singing in the Holy Ghost is a type of showing you how to yield to the Lord. And so people try to make this stuff confusing. Yet the ways of God, the, the Bible talk about the simplicity of the gospel. Amen. For those who love the Lord, things are easy or easier to understand. Amen. So wild grapes represented that God gave you Jesus, yet the fruit that you presented back to God was the fruit of the world or that from the spirit of the world. Now, the, the, the spirit of the world is Satan, but it also represents the, the course of the flow of this world. The Bible says that works in the sons of disobedience, that you may not believe that you're disobedient unto God, but if you're not yielded to the Holy Spirit, and if you are not a full-fledged participator in his kingdom, the kingdom of God, instead of the kingdom of the world, then that represents wild grapes. Then you would be a wild grape. God expected good grapes. Amen. But you presented unto him wild grapes. It says, so he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild. Amen. And so this is the picture that it is God's vineyard. But you said it was my vineyard. So it depends on 
if the spirit of the world is upon you, you will say it's my vineyard. Amen. If the spirit of God is controlling you, influencing you, you will say in covenant, it is, it is God's vineyard. Amen. And so that's the Lord wanted me to reiterate some things that I may not have gotten to that everything belongs to God. And I'm going to show you that. Amen. Throughout the course of this message in James, the book of James. Chapter three. And verse 18. James chapter three, verse 18, it says, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So the word fruit also is interpreted harvest. So the harvest of righteousness. So there's supposed to be a harvest of righteousness. Amen. That the, the harvest that God wants in this earth is a harvest of righteousness. So look at it this way. When souls are saved, they go from being unrighteous to righteous. Amen. That when people are on the wrong path and they are brought into the right path, that is going from unrighteousness to righteousness. So you're making peace with the Lord. Amen. The Bible says God looked, he expected to see justice. Amen. But he says, lo, a cry, you know. That I cry out to him that there is no justice. So true justice is not based according to skin color. Amen. It's not based according to what man say about reparations and things of that nature. True justice emanates from the Lord. Amen. I could do a whole teaching. The Bible says that the unjust scale is an abomination unto the Lord. He says, the weights of the bag belong to God. Amen. True. The, the weights represent what is the true weight. So when people were doing business back in those days, that it was according to, it's supposed to be those stones were just actually weights so that the measurements would be true. But what people would do, they would, you get the uh, expression, put the thumb on the scale. They operated by that which was unjust. Amen. Th think about it this way, um, that there was uh, a king after Nebuchadnezzar in, 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 in Babylon, I believe it was his, his grandson, amen, that had a party and he got, he took the vessels of the, the, the temple, that which belongs to God, that which was sanctified unto God, and that he they drank wine, amen, out of those holy vessels, amen, his, his concubines, his officers, amen, having this soiree, amen, this, this big shindig, this big party. And then the Bible says, a hand appeared and wrote on the wall. Amen. I'm not going to try to remember the exact words, but what it was interpreted, they had to get Daniel to interpret it, that you've been weighed in the balance and been found lacking or wanting. This very night, your kingdom will be taken away 
from you. Amen. So justice belongs to God. That what is being presented, and, and I'm not going to speak for any other country, what is being presented in America coming from the departments that are supposed to dispense justice is a travesty unto God because it is, it is unjust scales. It is an abomination and you're messing with the thing which is of the Lord, the waste of the bag belong to the Lord. Amen. The Bible says a balanced scale is his delight. <laughs> Amen. And so God looks for justice in this earth. His fruit back unto him. He looks for righteousness in this earth. His fruit back unto him. You can tell whether it's good fruit out of your relationship with the Lord to give back to God the things that belong to him. Amen. So a lot of people don't know this because they don't have that type of relationship. They don't even regard the Lord. So they are handling things that are supposed to be holy. Anything that is of the Lord, given of the Lord is, is holy. They are treating it as unholy. Amen. And so they find themselves at, at war with the Lord. Amen. The Lord is gracious, forbearing, long suffering, amen, yet the Lord renders to everyone according to his work. That's why it's so important that we are working for the Lord to give him his, his harvest of righteousness, which makes peace with God, amen, a harvest of righteousness, a harvest of peace. So we said that the reason that God gives the field and the reason that God gives the vineyard, it is for godly seed. And we explain that, amen, just to review a little bit. The godly seed, the, that which is produced in the families unto the Lord. So we present our families unto God. We present our children unto God. We have an understanding that even the gift of children are a blessing of the Lord. They are not a hindrance. They are not a mass of tissue. Amen. That they are a gift. The children are a gift from God. In Psalms 127. So righteous seed. God gives you an inheritance of the vineyard to produce righteous seed. You can tell whether it's righteous by your spirit, how you relate back to God concerning giving back to him. Amen. Whilst grapes are, is the rebellious spirit that God gave Adam and Eve everything, yet they rebelled against him. They did not give him his, his righteousness, so to speak. So in the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verses one through five. So the whole of the of the chapter, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, there again is the work. They labor in vain that build it. Amen. So vanity means empty. It means futile. Amen. Um, it is it is of of nothing, of no substance. Amen. So they labor in vain that build it, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So that is prayer watching the city 
that unless the Lord is involved in your prayer, amen. You say, if a person is praying, you know, uh, why would they pray and not the Lord be involved? Because they are, they want what they want, amen. And they have certain ways that they do not want to submit to certain ways, such as being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, that likewise, the, the Lord helps us. The Spirit helps us in our infirmities with prayers, amen, which cannot be interpreted or which cannot be uttered, amen. The Lord helps us in our weakness. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Lord helps us in that weakness that we don't know how to pray as we ought, amen. That he causes us to groan. He causes us to break forth in that which only the Lord can give. The Bible says deep calls unto deep. Amen. There are certain things that God needs to be prayed. Amen. There are certain things that God need us to pray. And so we pray by the Spirit and we pray with our understanding. Amen. What we know to ask for. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions desired of him. And for instance, it is God's will for us to be healed. Amen. We know that's the will of God. We don't have to say, Lord, if it be thy will. Amen. We know that the Bible says, if there's any sick, call for the elders of the church and let them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith. Amen. And the Lord will heal them and raise them up. Amen. The Lord it is God's will for you to be healed. Amen. So you can pray according to, according to the will of God. But many people are not submitted to God in their prayer and even in their prayer groups. That's that's a whole that's a whole nother story. Amen. But what I want you to see, it says, unless the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, that build it, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is Vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are the heritage from the Lord. So I, I want you to notice that transition. Amen. Unless the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the, the city, that the watchman stays awake in vain. Amen. And then it says that children are the heritage of the Lord. Behold, the children are the Lord's inheritance. Somebody says, I thought they was my children. <laughs> I thought they were my children. It just says right here that they belong to God. So it's really kind of up to you, but it's not up to you. Amen. That God gives children and they belong to him. And so they have to be given back to him. This is the whole point. The vineyard has to be given back to God. It will produce the fruit. Amen. The children belong to God. They have to be given back to God. And it will produce godly seed. They will be godly seed. Amen. The Bible says, raise up a child in a way that he should go. That when he's old, he will not depart from that way. How can the Bible say that so boldly when people do what they want to do? Amen. They grow up and grown folk do what they want to do. Amen. It is a promise 
from the Lord because the Holy Spirit was there as a part of the conception of children. The Holy Spirit was there. You say, Apostle, you, you're going too far. I'll show you the word of God. The Holy Spirit is the essence. So he bears witness to the truth. If you give them to God, then they belong to God. No matter what they are trying to do out there in the world, amen, it's, it's simply being hard on them because they belong to God. And one thing about God, that God will grab up that which is his. Amen. He will take that which is his. And so the watchmen, amen, they pray, amen, so that God would get his fruit. Amen. What are we praying? You need to change some of your praying. You're praying so that God can get his fruit. Amen. And your labor, your work is so that God can get his godly seed, his harvest, his fruit. So many times we are praying, and I've been there, praying that the Lord will take care of me, that, that there would be fruit in my life, amen, nothing wrong with that, that I would receive something from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Holy Ghost, training to pray, afaremo funota baramo si prebaramo si kibre, ribo shikur dando remashamba. The Lord says, change it up. Pray that I will get mine, amen. For instance, the Bible says, will a man rob God? Pray and participate so that God will get his. <laughs> and he will take care of yours. Amen. And so it says that children, amen, behold, children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children the children of one's youth, happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. The world says don't have a lot of children. God says, I want you to have a lot of children, which represent a lot of godly seed, which represent a lot of godly fruit. Amen. Unto me. Amen. I, I, I hear you, Lord, that I, we have been guilty of allowing the spirit of the world, even we who purpose to raise up godly seed unto the Lord, the, the, the spirit of the world is permeating. He, he's, he's pervasive so that we don't fully receive what God has intended for us. Help me, Lord, to say it. Help me, help me how to say it. The, the intimidation of the world. Y'all will almost make excuses for being godly. Amen. That And you even give a little lead way in the world. You know, mama, can, can I be worldly? Just, just a little bit. Amen. You, you can do a little worldly. Amen. Uh, daddy, can, can, can I have this worldly thing? And I'm, I'm speaking in a way, try to make you understand. Amen. Can I give myself to that? My friends are doing it. And so there is pressure. You almost make excuses. 
instead of showing the benefits, amen, the word of God <laughs> must be a reality if it's to be anything at all. That you, you, you must see the benefits. You, you must see in a vision, a figure, the, the reality of what God intended, the blessing that God intended. Amen. Or else, why would someone do the word, you know? Obey your parents in the Lord for, for this is right. Amen. Honor your father and mother for this is a commandment with a promise that it may be well with you that you may live long in this earth. Amen. That it must be a reality or get this. The devil will bring a scoffing spirit, a mocking spirit. Mom says to do this, yeah, I may do it, but inside of me or in my mind or under my breath, amen, I am, I am scoffing, I am mocking, amen. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. I don't see the blessing. I don't see the benefit. I don't see the vision, amen, intended by the Lord. Now, the kingdom of God is a kingdom which it is opened up by vision. Amen. The ability to see spiritually. Amen. That Jacob, amen. He saw angels ascending and descending. He heard the voice of God. So you have to interact with God in heaven, which is interacting in the kingdom. Yes, Lord. Amen. What do you want me to do, Lord? Amen. And so the Lord will show you. Amen. What do you see? And you will tell the Lord what you see. You know, I see a cauldron boiling and it's pointed toward a certain direction. What are you doing? You're engaging in the spiritual realm. You're engaging in the kingdom of God. Somebody says, well, I haven't heard God like that. Draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. Amen. The Bible says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your heart, you double-minded. Amen. Do so do the word, do that part. Step one, step two, step three. Do do those parts, hallelujah, as you draw near, as you draw near unto the Lord. Amen. And then in the book of Malachi, amen. The book of Malachi. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 15. Amen. So we're talking about godly seed. I don't want you to get lost because I'm, I'm, I'm using a lot of analogies. But everything belongs to God. You simply have to acknowledge everything belongs to God by giving him offerings. Does that, does that make sense? Your children belong to God. You acknowledge that they belong to God by giving them back as an offering unto the Lord. Amen. It says, verse 15, but did he not make them one, meaning husband and wife? Okay. Now, he's, he's act, actually talking about the priest husband and the wife. And, and I said, oh, Lord, I see that. Amen. That the man is the priest over his house. <laughs> Amen. And so that means, what does the priest, the priest, help me, Lord, he, he offers offerings unto the Lord, and he, he, he stands between 
um, destruction and things of that nature. Amen. As he represent a people unto the Lord. Amen. So, but did not he make them one? Who? The priest, husband, and the wife, having a remnant of the spirit. That means the Holy Spirit. King James says residue. What does that mean? The beginning part. The child came forth by the breath of God, which is the spirit of God. Amen. The, 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 the truth, the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness to that truth. He, he's going to um, um, hold up that truth. Amen. Whatever the truth that God intended, whatever the truth, the, the Holy Spirit will make it good. Amen. And so I'm getting more and more understanding. Amen. That the Lord is on my side. It says the, the residue, the, the remnant of the Holy Spirit was, was there to bring forth children. Amen. So God made husband and wife one. They both two shall be one flesh, it says. And he seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. So he was rebuking the priest. Amen. For they have put away their wives. Amen. And they had dealt unfaithfully with the wife of their youth. And yet this was a deal of covenant. And so the, the essence of covenant, I'm talking about God covenant, the Holy Spirit is there, amen, as the starting part of the foundation, amen, lest the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. So the Holy Spirit is there bearing witness to the truth of the word of God, amen, to make good on the relationship. It's all about relationship, covenant relationship between you and the Lord. So your marriage is a covenant relationship. Holy Spirit is there. So your children come out of that divine union. Remember, we're doing this for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It's not just for the pitter-patter little feet in the house. We are, the Bible says, to give God godly seed. So we would have to acknowledge that the, my, my, I belong to God, my wife belongs to God, my family belongs to God, and my children belong to God. Now, I'm going to get there. Hopefully I'll get there. But like I said, it takes a little while to flesh this all out. That belonging to God, that which belongs to God, you cannot give God any kind of gift. Okay. Yes, your children are perfect. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your heart that Cain and Abel offered gifts. Amen. That God received um, Abel's, he rejected Cain's, and he told him, if you do good, it will be accepted. You're, the posture of your heart, you, you've been listening to the devil, amen, and not listening to me, or not listening to the Holy Spirit, amen. And so they, he seeks, God is looking for godly offspring, so take heed to your spirit, and don't deal with your wife treacherously, amen. Don't eye any other a woman, Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look upon another maiden. Amen. That, that, that same wife that said, curse God. Why would you just curse God and, and, and die? No, he made a covenant. That's just my wife. <laughs> I love you. Lovey. Amen. You're wrong in this matter. But just because we're in disagreement, amen, I'm not looking for another. 
Amen. So every part of this was covenant and every part the Holy Spirit was a part of that covenant. Amen. So we said godly seed from your children and your family, a godly seed unto the Lord. Amen. We said the harvest of souls is godly seed. So everything belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God is looking for certain things. He's looking for people to enter into covenant relationship with him on this earth to show that we don't have that wild spirit, that we don't have that rebellious spirit. So your covenant relationship with the Lord should show that you don't have the covenants, that that wild spirit, that rebellious spirit. Amen. So the, the second thing that we give to God is the harvest of souls. And we said that was in the book of James. The book of James chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until he receives the early and the latter rain. Amen. So my, that's all I'm going to say about that. The harvest of soul. So godly seed. What's the godly seed? The children are the heritage of the Lord. Amen. Fruit of the womb are his reward. The, the, the souls. Amen. The Bible says that God gives unto Jesus the heathen for an inheritance. Jesus gave to the church everything that he has and everything that pertains to him as he is so are we in this earth. And so we represent him in this earth. Amen. And so the, the, the heathen are the inheritance of the Lord. So the heritage of the Lord. Amen. And so we, Jesus gave us authority, are supposed to give back to him. Amen. The, the, the godly seed of souls. Amen. He that winneth souls is wise. And, and, and all the capacity of winning souls, amen, we give that back to the Lord, amen. Um, we also said number three, converting the backslider and those who lack knowledge, amen. So we, we convert those back in, in that book of James chapter five again, where we are James chapter five and verses 18, 18 through 20. I'm sorry, it's, it's James chapter 3. James chapter 3. It's, it's the wrong it's the wrong scripture but what the scripture actually said was he who converts a sinner who has erred you know has saved a soul amen from from hell amen and so we are called to convert and this was talking about Christians con converting someone who had strayed 
unto the wrong unto the wrong path. Amen. And the, and also our finances. So what is godly seed? Amen. Godly seed is our children, our families, our marriages. Amen. It belongs to God. We give it back to him. Amen. Godly seed is souls being saved. Amen. Godly seed is the backslider coming back to the Lord or those who lack knowledge coming back unto the Lord. And then fourth is our finances, our substance, our possessions. Amen. It says everything must be converted from a carnal state into a state which God can receive it. Amen. So, so, so God is spirit. Amen. He cannot receive that which is carnal. Amen. So things like money has to be converted by the heart. It, a, a translation. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruit of your increase. It has to be translated. Ministers help you to convert a thing. <laughs> Ministries help you to convert. You got this money. It is called carnal. Amen. And when you give unto the Lord, then you have treasure in heaven. Amen. And you do the work of God. Amen. Unless the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. And so it belongs, it belongs to, to the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that in Acts chapter 5, talking about Ananias and Sapphira, it says that they, they sold a possession, the Bible says, and they kept back part of it. Amen. And then Peter, by the Holy Spirit, says that why were you prompted by Satan to lie to the Holy Spirit? Amen. He says, when that was in your hand, when that money was in your hand, it was in your power or under your authority. Amen. So yes, we, we can make decisions, but what they did, they lied against the Holy Spirit. And so they failed dead, both Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. In sequence, they failed, they failed dead. What had happened was that the people in the church began to operate in giving and receiving. And they, so it was holy. The thing that you give to God is separated unto God. When it's separated unto God, it is holy. So it was a holy work. The people in the church sold possessions and they laid the proceeds at the feet of the apostles. Amen. And so that was a holy work. The Bible goes on to say that Barnabas did the same thing. Amen. Before he was released into his apostleship, he did the same thing. He sold a possession and laid the proceeds at the apostles' feet. It was a holy work. It was separated unto God. I'm trying to get you to see that God gives you something, and then you give it back to him. It, when it is given unto him, it is separated unto him, so it becomes holy. So here is someone bringing in something that was prompted by the devil, which was unholy. What the devil tries to do is corrupt God's work, amen. Working through people, working through people's hearts. And so they brought that which was unholy 
or from an unholy prompting and try to join it to that which was holy. Amen. And so God showed in the scripture that this is not how it operates. This is not what you do. What God gives, amen, is to be separated unto him. It belongs to him. You show that it belongs to him by what spirit you're of. They, the Bible says they were of the spirit of the devil. You show that it belongs to God by what spirit. Many times the, the humbling of oneself, that it is, I'll say this, it is not necessarily what you want to do that causes increase. It is that which you don't want to do, but that you are supposed to do. Holy Ghost. It is not that that you want to do. Amen. It is that Holy Ghost, <laughs> that which is prompted by the Spirit that you, at your present state, you don't want to do. And so you, you are not, you're not falling upon the stone. You're not bowing unto the Lord. Amen. It is, it is not precious seed. It is not precious oil, so to speak, to you. And so most people, they simply do a part of what they want to do. Amen. And so this is what the Lord is saying. You do a part of what you want to do, and yet your life is not completely submitted and committed unto the Lord. He gave you the Holy Spirit, who is Lord, in the earth realm to, to train you, to temper you, Amen. To bring you into the place of obedience unto God. Amen. To bring God's anointing into this earth. To bring his glory. Holy Ghost. That which brings the glory. Amen. And so I've endeavored, the Lord says, that you got to add to that teaching. Amen. So that people can understand that everything belongs to God and you show it by what type of spirit you have. Does it agree with the Holy Spirit? Does it agree with the guidance and leading of, of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Now, the, the last thing, I know my time is up. When you begin to ponder this, the Bible says that, that, that the person that passed by the vineyard, the overgrown vineyard, he considered it. He, he pondered it. When you begin to think like this, okay, everything belongs to God. It will completely change your life. What have you presented to God? What have you not presented to God? What have you presented fully? And what have you, have you not presented completely unto, unto the Lord? Amen. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, for, for teaching us your ways. Hallelujah. That wild spirit does not want to do. Makes excuses. Amen. When the word of God comes Amen. It's supposed to find a place in your heart. Jesus said to describe the Pharisees, my, my word has no place in you. Amen. And the grace of God is sufficient. That wildness, he will drive out that wild spirit. Amen. That rebellious spirit. Amen. So that you will give holy offerings unto the Lord. Father, thank you for that word in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.